It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Being a rebuilding team is like playing whack-a-mole. Uh, you think you've solved one problem, another one pops up, the old problem comes back. It's it's hard to get everything in place. And the Magic are in the middle of their round. And very, very clearly, they have not won a whole bunch of tickets. We're at the All-Star break. Let's talk about the Magic's loss to the Atlanta Hawks on today's Locked On Magic. <laughs> Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is February 17th, 2022. My name is Phil Prosenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow, us, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd on today's episode of locked on magic the orlando magic have lost their defense and lost a big part of the progress they made this year how that how that played out in in wednesday's loss atlanta hawks how that's played out recently and what it means for the magic moving forward we'll get to all that coming up here in just a moment but first we want to thank you all for making locked on magic part of your day every day no matter when you listen to us whether it's right when we upload first thing in the morning uh, at work, at home, wherever. We truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, you can check out all the great podcasts in the Locked On Podcast Network. We're searching every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's podcast also brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliable low parts, low prices, sorry, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. The final score of Wednesday's game against the Atlanta Hawks was 130 to 109. Um, and 130 is a lot of points, um, a lot more than usual. Uh, yes, this is an offense-driven league. Yes, um, they're, the scores are a lot higher than they've been maybe in a while. But you got to do something really wrong to give up 130 points. And honestly, the final deficit, uh, we, we, you know, we've talked a lot how some of the final deficits feel a little bit fake. Um, that 21-point deficit probably is not how badly the Magic were beaten. Now, they didn't like do that, that spirited comeback that they always do, but um, they, they, they definitely did not deliver uh, the, the kind of game that the Magic are hoping to have and certainly the kind of game they wanted to go into the, the break with. The, the fact of the matter is, the bottom line is, it felt like at the end of that homestand for the Orlando Magic that they were turning something of a corner that they were 
playing better defensively, that they that they were kind of figuring out who they want to be. And in some ways, yes, the Magic still are. And we'll get to some of that a little bit later. But at the very, very heart of who the Magic are trying to be and the kind of team the Magic are trying to build is their defense. They talked about it a ton during training camp. They talked about it a ton throughout the course of the season. Jamal Mosley is a defensive coach, a defensive coordinator from the Dallas Mavericks, um, a guy who has really spoken a ton about the need for the defense to be the backstop for the team to always be able to rely on its defense. And that's not something the team did, has been able to do over the last 10 or so games, throughout the month of February, really, throughout this whole entire month. The Hawks put on put a number on the Orlando Magic, just a, a complete deconstruction. As both Jalen Suggs and Cole Anthony said after the game, the Hawks were too comfortable. They were able to do whatever they wanted throughout the course of the game. And the Magic were able to do very little to stop them. There was no physicality. You know, any physicality came with a foul, so the Magic were kind of put on their back heels a little bit, a little bit by that. Um, but there was none of the physicality. There was none of the things that the Magic needed to do to dictate a chance to win. The Magic gave up 130 points, 50% shooting overall, 18 for 35 from beyond the arc. The Hawks posted a 128.7 offensive rating. And while the Hawks certainly hit plenty of contested shots too, this was this, you know, this was a still good offensive game for Atlanta. Orlando's defense did very little else to stop them. There were a lot of open shots too. There were a lot of moments where Trey Young drove into the lane and just did whatever he wanted. And the Magic were frankly powerless to stop it. The Magic were frankly just not able to get themselves there. This is just, you know, again, Atlanta's a good three-point shooting team. Atlanta's a good offensive team. I, it, the loss doesn't bother me. And it's been this way throughout the course of the season, the, or at least for this month. The losses don't bother me as much as the effort and attention to detail. At the end of the day, yes, this season is not about wins and losses. This season is not about the team's record. I am not so concerned with where the team finishes in the standing because we know what this season's about. But, and I'm just holding the Magic to their own standard here. The Magic have said that this is also about development, that this is also a season about the team improving and getting better, better as the season progresses, as the season advances, as they look ahead to their future. And progress is rarely linear. There's going to be starts and stops. There's going to be step backs. There's going to be steps forward. But after the Magic played a, an incredible defensive January, after the Magic played so well uh, for those 15 games in January, a, a small but decent sample size, it felt like the Magic were ready to take a step back, step up. And a step back might have happened. They, they might not have been as good as they were in January, but it shouldn't feel like they're starting from square one, especially now that they have relative health. January really was a revelation for this team. In 15 games in January, the Magic were eighth in the league with a 107.8 defensive rating. That's nearly five points per 100 possessions better than the team's season average. So regardless of, of what you might think of what the Magic did in January, and again, the Magic only won four games. They were 4-11 in January, so they're... They still had a lot of issues, and we'll talk a little bit more about how they solved some of those issues, get back to it. Um, the Magic showed they can play really strong defense 
for a long stretch of time, for at least a medium stretch of time. That To me, that is meaningful. To me, that was meaningful. But in nine games in February, the Magic are giving up 117 points per 100 sessions. They're still 27th in the league, so they're not the worst defense in the league, even with how bad they're playing. But to go from 107.8 to 117, that's that's a huge difference. That is a huge step back. I'd expect them to come back down to their average at around 112. And honestly, that would still, to me, be considered, okay, they took a little bit of a step back. Maybe the schedule stiffened up a little bit. Maybe they're playing some tougher opponents. Maybe they've lost some of the rhythm they had. But now they're back to their average. They're back to their mean. So, still ways that they can grow. Instead, they've gone well below it. Like the, the their their average right now should be their floor, and it's not. Um, you know, after doing so well defensively, Orlando is just struggling to 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 meet the the standard that they've set for themselves. In their last ten games, the Magic have had only two games with a defensive rating better than 110, and those were the wins against the Pistons and the win against the Blazers. Now, again, the Hawks are a really good team, a really good offensive team especially. Trey Young is a special talent that demands attention, and Orlando gave him the attention he deserved. He made some great plays, just some highlight real worthy plays against the Magic, and even with good defense, they would have been very, very, they would have had a very hard time beating him. But at the end of the day, this team has made it clear they are about their defense. This team has made it clear they want their defense to lead the way. They want their defense to be the guiding force for this group. And right now it isn't. Right now the defense is not doing its job. And right now the defense is not the way the Magic want to play. That's going to be hard to do anything else without that. This team is a defensive team. They have one of the worst offenses in the league. And I'll talk about some of the positives we've seen from the offense here in a bit. But this is not a team that's going to rely on its offense. They need offense to win. I'm uh, I'm not disputing that. But this group as constructed, they're going to make their hay on defense. Getting steals. Getting turnovers. Getting out in transition. Especially with the way they've been playing recently. Doing all that stuff will help them. But as they've said before, and again, this is just a standard they're holding themselves. As they've said before, their defense has to lead the way. And the fact of the matter is the Magic just aren't going to win many games playing defense the way they're playing defense right now. And that's why they got blown out by the Atlanta Hawks because as the numbers show, as some very positive signs show, Magic's offense is actually starting to figure it out. A little bit, maybe, kind of. We'll talk a little bit about that and how the whack-a-mole has revealed a new problem, or this new problem has arised as the Magic have seemingly solved another one. We'll talk about that coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our pals at Bet Online. Football might be over for the season. I know, very, very sad. But basketball is in full scene for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props, to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right to the Olympic coverage and information. 
Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. We want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast with nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. So like I said, the Magic's defense has kind of hit a rough spot. It's hit a crater. And I hope that the Magic are able to kind of enter the All-Star break. Take a breath. I know I need to take a breath. Um, as well, it's kind of why I took yesterday off, among many reasons. But um, just take a breath, kind of reset the battery. They'll have a, a few practices heading into next Friday's game against Houston Rockets. It's it'll be a chance to kind of reset the batteries, and I think that's that's really really important for this young team. Um, I, I think I think everybody needs to break. I think everybody um, needs it, and and we'll get into what I think this last quarter plus of the season is going to be really about for the Magic um, next week. We're not we'll we'll dive back into the team. Um, a little bit later next week, I, I have some thoughts about how the Magic need to use the rest of the season. But but at the same time, the Magic's offense is starting to make signs of progress. It's starting to show some legs and, 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 and some beats of life. Even in Wednesday's game against the Atlanta Hawks, the Magic did some good things. They turned miscues into fast break points, 24 in the game. They outscored the Hawks 56-46 to 46 in the paint. So even though the Magic struggled to shoot 42%, I think that they got down, they tried to rush back into the game, they tried to do too much to get back in the game instead of going play-by-play, and certainly stop-by-stop, that's why Orlando let the deficit grow. But there have been a lot of positive signs offensively. Um, The three-point shooting is becoming a little bit better um, and a little bit more precise and a little bit more of what the Magic are looking to do. Um, But but more than that, the Magic's pace is way up. Um, It's a point that I've noted um, in... In my, uh, in my preview post on OrlandoMagicDaily.com is Orlando is starting to play at a much faster pace. Um, at, really at the pace that I think they ultimately, not that they ultimately want to play, but they want to play at a faster pace. They want players to pick up the speed. And Jamal Mosley actually said after the game that he thinks one of the reasons why the Magic's defense has slipped so much is they have put a little bit more emphasis on playing with pace, a little bit more emphasis on getting out in transition. Uh, and, and playing at that faster pace creates a little bit more of a uh, of a breakneck game, a, a little bit of a looser game. And learning how to p- play defense at a slower pace while playing offense at a faster pace is certainly a major challenge for young teams. You typically do see the teams that try to run a lot, that that, that play at those faster paces um, with those higher possession totals. They certainly give up more points because there's more possessions, but they also tend to struggle a little bit more defensively. Just think the Charlotte Hornets right now. They, I think they play at the fastest pace in the league. They also have one of the worst defenses in the league. Their 112.2 defensive rating is around where the Magic are at. Again, you also look look at some of the other teams that are that are fast paced. The Houston Rockets, second in the league in pace, 107 uh, 116.2 points allowed per one possessions. They're very similar to the Magic in that front. Um, the San Antonio Spurs are actually playing at a fast pace. They give up 110. Um, their defense is actually pretty good. Um, so you do see that, especially with young teams that play at a fast pace. And the Magic are certainly. The Magic are certainly one of those teams. The Magic have risen to 10th in the league in pace, 99.4 possessions for 48 minutes. And again, when Jamal Mosley says pace, he's not necessarily talking about the possession numbers, but it is a sign that the Magic are playing at a faster pace. And while 
Their offense has certainly lagged still 103.8 points per 100 possessions. Um, it, 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 they're starting to pick things up. When you look at pace over the last 10 games, the Magic are second in the league in pace at 102.4 point pace, possessions excuse me, per 48 minutes. Their offensive rating has risen to 105.7, so they're up about two and a half um, points per per 100 possessions on offense. Obviously, like I said, their defense is cratered. And even in January when their defense was really good, the Magic had the worst offense in the league, by far, the worst offensive rating in the league. I think they're at like 102. So the reason why they weren't able to win when their defense was playing so well was because they couldn't score. Now they're scoring. In their last 10 games, they've also got a 51.9% effective field goal percentage. That's still 23rd in the league, but for a team that struggled to shoot all year, that's one of the worst shooting teams in the league. Um, climbing above that, that mythical 50% mark is a bit of an accomplishment. Not one that we celebrate, but one that we note um, considering where the team was at. They're, they're no longer one of the teams um, with an effective field goal percentage below 50%. What, what, am, I all, what's all, what am I all saying with this? Um, in terms of Wednesday's game, Orlando did good things. I, I want to make that clear. Like Orlando played some really good offense, especially the first half. I thought Orlando did a good job with pace. I thought Orlando did a good job, um, kind of contr- not not controlling themselves, but did a good job looking for opportunities to get on the break, looking for opportunities to score. They weren't able to kind of keep up with the Hawks, but they kept them within distance. If their defense could ever figure things out, um, they would have been fine. In fact, in the first half of the game, in the first half of the game. To pull up my book here. Um, the Magic shot 46.7% from the floor. They were 7 for 21 from three. The three-pointers were the big difference. Atlanta had 13 threes at the half. They ended up with 18 for the game. Um, it wasn't that Orlando was getting left behind, but they had 53 points at the half. And, and for this team, that should be enough to at least be in the game. I mean, that tells you how bad the Magic's defense was, was they were, they were trying to outscore Atlanta, and this team ain't going to outscore Atlanta. This team is not outscoring the Hawks. They're too good offensively. Again, this is why defense is so important for this team and so important for what the Magic are trying to do. But the Magic did good things. They got out in transition. They got into the paint, and all of that went away in the second half. As the deficit grew, Orlando didn't let go of the rope. I think they were still playing hard, but they got frustrated. It happens to everybody, uh, and they... We're trying to get it all back in one suit. They're trying to get back into the game way too quickly without being able to kind of get them ease, ease themselves back in the game. And that's that's really the difference in this one. That was really the difference in this one. Again, at the end of the day, the Magic have to defend. If they're going to win games, if they're going to compete, they have to defend. Because everything else doesn't matter. Um, you know, again, Yes, the Magic need a somewhat competent offense. Their defense is not good enough to win games by itself, but it's good enough to give them chances to win games. And again, that's the level, that's the, that's the state the Magic have to get themselves to again consistently. They have to be able to, to compete. They have to be able to put themselves in position to win games. And it has to be their defense leading the way. Their offense cannot do it by themselves. And, th- and that much was abundantly clear with how the Magic were unable to keep up with the Hawks. And obviously, they let go of the rope with the game plan in the second half on both sides of the floor, and that's how you end up down 30. Um, you know, these teams are too good uh, to, to lose by 30 unless they do something wrong. Again, like I always say, losing by 30 says less about the winning team and more about the losing team because it's usually the losing team that does something to, to, to go down by that much. So the Magic lose to head to the All-Star break. It, it feels like they've got a lot of issues that they still have to 
to salt resolve. And obviously we knew they, they would like, it's not like they're, we're surprised that the magic are struggling in some areas, but I think the big thing that the magic are looking for, the big thing that the magic have to focus on as they get into the all-star break, as they prepare to come out of the all-star break next week um, is finding consistency is, you know, what are we good at? Let's just be good at that. And we'll figure the rest out later because that's, that's progress. That's taking steps forward. And, and the magic obviously um, still have a lot of steps to take. We'll go over that final box score. Talk a little bit more about Wednesday's game coming up here in just a moment. But first, this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts for their on their computer, choosing the only brand the warehouse happens to carry? Well, you have a computer with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. So save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain, store, or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for more than 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you can need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck, Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us, box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Let's go over the final box scores. The Orlando Magic fall to the Atlanta Hawks 130-109 to 109, with the Detroit Pistons defeating the Boston Celtics. The Magic do enter the All-Star break with the worst record in the league again. They have played two more games than the Pistons, um, so that will change uh, That will change again. Obviously, the Magic still have two games against the Thunder. They, op- they open back up against the Rockets. They've got the Pacers twice at the Amway Center coming up next week as well, uh, coming up in a couple weeks as well. Um, I, I've been, I've been previewing this. We'll talk more about this. I think a little, a little bit next week before the season kicks back up again. Um, the magic schedule is really favorable after the all-star break. They play a lot of home games after the all-star break. Their schedule does lighten up. They still have the Suns and the warriors to, to come to the Amway center. Um, so again, no, no game is easy, but the magic do, I do have a, one of the easier schedules, at least by opponent record remaining in the league and a lot of home games. So there is an opportunity for major growth here. We'll talk more about that uh, next week as we exit the all-star break, but let's go through the final box score here for the Orlando magic as they fall to the Atlanta Hawks. Um, The good news for Orlando is Cole Anthony is starting to find himself again. Um, Another really solid game uh, offensively, at least 23 points, nine for 16 shooting two for five from deep seven rebounds, five assists, um, three turnovers for him. Magic had 13 turnovers for 15 Atlanta points. Um, I, I really, you know, again, Cole Anthony's defense certainly leaves something to, to be desired. He knows he has to improve on the defensive end. I, I don't think that's a secret. Um, but seeing him hit those mid-range jumpers, seeing him hit those pull-up pull jumpers, seeing him kind of get back into a good offensive flow is really, really encouraging. Um, Cole knows that he struggled through January. He knows that the injuries were really slowing him down. Um, so I think it's been really good to see Cole kind of pick up that pick up that speed that he had at the beginning of the season. Certainly that that fire from the beginning of the season has waned. Um, I, I, I talked to plenty of fans who asked me a lot of questions about what Cole Anthony's future is. Like, what do we make of the season? And again, I, I'm usually more for let's let the season play out before we start trying to make conclusions or we try to make statements. 
a lot of this season is about showing about figuring out what Cole Anthony's limitations are, um, and then showing him what he needs to work on in the offseason. And, and there's a lot to work on. It's it's hard to remember. This is just his second season. You know, again, you want to start seeing some established trends. You want to see him get get into a more comfortable and established role than maybe what the Magic are have for him now. Um, you want to see him play with Marco Fultz because you do want to know how that fit works uh, and, and how he works with that. But um, I think Cole is starting to kind of get back into that comfortable groove offensively that he was in early in the year. Again, maybe not the explosiveness, but still a really solid game for him. Jalen Suggs, 19 points, 6 for 19 shooting, 0 for 4 from deep, 7 for 8 from the foul line, 4 rebounds, 4 assists, just 1 turnover. Uh, you know, honestly, I would say this was one of, not Suggs' worst games, but worst games in a while. Um, just because, you know, I think we were starting to raise the bar on what he could do. And, you know, I think this was a game where he a, struggled defensively against Trey Young. And he's a rookie. He's been a really good defender this year. This was a difficult game for him. He really just he really got kind of crossed up by by Trey Young a few times and just couldn't really find his groove defensively to slow him down. Again, the Hawks were really comfortable all game. That starts with the two point guards, obviously. So I think defensively that 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 has to be something the Magic are concerned with or are just were you know, understood that that was a part of this game. Um, but you know, I think I think a Suggsy start hitting outside shots. That's that's going to be the biggest thing that he improves upon this offseason is just being able to hit three pointers consistently. Um, but B. You know, I think with the Magic playing at a faster pace, Jalen Suggs has been a big part of that. Um, but I think, you know, if he's a rookie and he's still trying to understand and learn how to control his tempo and control his speed so that he's not out of control, that he's not going too fast, that he's not kind of drawing the Magic in or drawing the Magic into um, trouble spots throughout the course of the season. Throughout the course of the season, um, I, I think that that is still the biggest thing that the Magic have to worry about with with Jalen Suggs is he he can kind of play himself out of control sometimes. And so, you know, when he's out of control, when he's just attacking the basket, just kind of like a bullet and misses, that hurts the team defensively. That gets the team, you know, that gets the team going up and down, back and forth, and, and doesn't allow their defense to get set. So again, uh, this is normal stuff for a rookie. I don't think it's a, po- a point for concern, um, but he's got to play, uh, he's got to play a little bit, a little bit better um, on, on that front. Um, Wendell Carter with a rough game, with a decent game, actually 10 points, 10 rebounds, six assists, four for seven shooting two for three from deep. Um, probably a little bit too much on the outside, um, for him. Uh, you know, I, I thought that, I thought that he did some good things. Um, just, you know, again, Wendell Carter just has to be aggressive. He has to be looking for a shot a little bit more and the magic have to do more to set him up. Um, if there's a criticism of this magic team, it's that they don't set up the right guys. Um, that again, uh, that again, you see Jalen Suggs and Cole Anthony at 16 and 19 shots, and that's not necessarily a bad thing, but the shot distribution definitely is a little bit off, it feels like, for the Magic. Um, it feels like Wendell Carter should be much more involved in the offense. He's obviously a great passer, so they run a lot of stuff through him and, and trust him to make good decisions. Um, Franz Wagner, only nine shots, five for nine shooting for 12 points in this one. Did not seem like Franz was involved at all at key moments. It felt like the Magic were kind of isolated on the other side of the floor. Atlanta's not that good of a defensive team. The Magic have to make sure that they're managing managing the game a little bit better, making sure guys get shots um, when they need it. And, and a lot of Franz's shots honestly came in transition. They weren't they weren't setups in in the half court. Um, Mo Bamba decent game as well. Eleven points, nine rebounds, five for ten shooting. Um, Mo, we're going to talk about the lineup lineup. I think coming out of the All Star break, I don't want to go too deep into it. Um, Mo was a plus zero, plus minus in this game, but a lot of that coming late in the game. Uh, when the game was already decided in fourth quarter, the Magic cut a 30-point lead down to 
uh, 21 to the 21 final margin. Um, he's, he, he's just struggling defensively. Um, you know, he is just, he should be a bigger presence in the paint. Um, and, and I think we should expect him to be a bigger presence in the paint. And we know the presence that Wendell Carter can give. Carter right now is chasing Danilo Gallinari um, uh, on the perimeter or DeAndre Hunter on the perimeter. That does not feel like the right use of the Magic's resources and the Magic's uh, players. And, and, and that's, that's I think, the central conundrum for the Magic as they enter the All-Star break, as they prepare to exit the All-Star break and start thinking about the kind of lineups they want to build for their future. Unlike recent games, the Magic got very, very little from their bench. Chumo Kiki, seven points, one for seven shooting from deep, three for ten from beyond the arc. Chuma's had a lot of these games where he takes a lot of shots, takes a lot of threes. When he makes a bunch of them, it, it feels like he's playing really well. When he doesn't, it feels like a little bit of a drain uh, on the bench. Gary Harris, nine points, three for eight shooting from deep, just not a very impactful game for him. Terrence Ross, um, his minutes have started to dwindle, only four points, two for seven shooting, 17-13 in the game. So a, a frustrating season continues for Terrence Ross. Admiral Schofield had some nice run, eight points, three for seven shooting, two for four from deep. Um, Schofield is making a very good impression on this team, but again, it's hard to know how to value his minutes. The Magic shoot 42.9% from floor, just 13, uh, 13 of 41 from beyond the arc, just 12 of 13 from the foul line. The Hawks shoot 50% from the floor, 18 for 33 from deep, 22 for 28 from the foul line. Orlando commits 19 fouls for 28 free throws. That tells you a lot of the way the Magic were defending, at least how the Magic were officiated. Trey Young with 22 points on 5 for 13 shooting. He adds 6 assists, so made 4 or 5 threes. He's been strong. He was struggling to make threes against this Magic team throughout the season. Orlando did some good things on Trey Young, but he was able to get others involved. Bogdan Bogdanovich, 23 points, 9 for 13 shooting, 4 for 6 from deep, 6 assists for him. Uh, DeAndre Hunter had 14, Kevin Herter had 15, Danilo Gallinari with 11. The Hawks were able to kind of build up the momentum that they needed to get wit to get the win and, and really just push the Magic around as Orlando just was not able to get stops. The Atlanta Hawks defeat the Orlando Magic 130-109. to the Magic are now on the All-Star break. They'll be back in action next Friday against the Houston Rockets. But I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. You can, of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Stitcher, tune in him like Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places on the podcast to your podcast enable listening device. You can find me on Twitter at R underscore MD. And, of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. I'll have complete coverage throughout All-Star weekend um, as, the, as the Orlando Magic get ready for the Rising Stars game as well as Cole Anthony and the dunk contest. We'll have a lot more big-time thoughts now that we get a chance to take a breath here at the All-Star break. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Now that you're done listening to us, go check out the Locked On Bets podcast, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Again, that's going to do it for me. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Phil Frost and Reich. See you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.